Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 1st and the 7th of February 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been five new studies on ME CFS and 13 studies on long COVID this week. We have had a range of different topics this week. However, none of these topics and studies particularly caught our interest or added to our understanding of ME-CFS. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper 1, despite being behind a paywall, is on a commonly occurring topic in ME-CFS research, which looks at herpes virus 6 and 7, This paper does not cover the other well-known herpes viruses which are talked about a lot in relation to ME-CFS such as Epstein-Barr virus, EBV. There are a number of studies suggesting that this set of viruses play an important part in the development of chronic illness. This study compared the use of three different treatments. Valley Cycloclear which is probably a familiar name to you as it's a commonly used coleslaw treatment. Valgan Cyclegear, which is an antiviral medication which is frequently used to treat HIV slash AIDS or organ transport patients, as well as artesanate, which is a frequently used to treat malaria. The study showed that artesanate was by far the best treatment. However, the reported success of these treatments was low when measuring the viral presence after treatment. Reported results were typically under 50% for virus presence. This study was a fairly large study for ME-CFS research using 255 ME-CFS patients. However, the abstract does not suggest any improvements for symptoms or if this was seen or even researched. Furthermore, I am confused how this paper has only one author for a reportedly large study which questions the strength of the study. Paper 5 is a study which was published back in June which evaluated mitochondrial function in six patients. While this paper does not tell us anything new, concluding that mitochondrial function in people with ME-CFS have a decreased ability to fulfil their cellular energy demands. It does add, however, to the growing evidence that my, on mitochondrial dysfunction. It is a shame that the study was so small, needing a large amount of replication in the future. Furthermore, the exact mechanisms for mitochondrial dysfunction between studies seem to vary. This study indicates a decrease in ATP production. ATP is the energy carrying molecule, whereas other studies have shown no difference compared to controls, such as the study conducted by Thomas et al. in 2017. Therefore, there is a need for larger studies which use one technique to study mitochondrial dysfunction, as the different methods used in studies could be the main reason why results are different. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.